1: Welcome to Sports Unplugged. My name is Kev, and with me tonight is the usual Chris Brack. Evening, Chris. How are you doing, mate? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Uh listen, we we had a great plan of what we were going to do tonight and stuff we were going to get through. Did and we? then um it kind of went a bit sideways with um Arsenal asking to get a game postponed. Yeah. And Here's the thing, I was going to talk about this anyway, because of the amount of games that are going to have to be made up in the you know, from a standing start from now, the likes of Leicester are going to have four games to make up Burnley are up to five hmm. a lot of the league sides are on two or three that they have to make up I think- and COVID isn't going away, so at some point so at some point the league are going to have to put their hand up and say, look, enough but the problem is, and I understand. How do you how do you feel about it first and foremost? Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a weird
2: one because um, I get the COVID cases because you know quite a few, I think every club's been hit by it, so I get that. The injury ones is a little bit of a a grey area for me because most every club, all clubs get injuries, and you talk to, you have to suck it up and you know you use your squad, and if you can't use your squad, you use your kids. Cause I think isn't the Leicester one is. They they haven't got enough fit players. But it's not really COVID case It is. They've got a lot of long term injuries, which is fairly unfortunate for them. But a bit like you kind of have to deal with that. I mean, the, the, I don't know the ins and outs of Arsenal. The rumor is Arsenal have got is it two COVID cases, but a lot of it is long term injuries. Yeah, I think the reason such a big who are there was a big social media who are about Liverpool. You know, post one in the game and a lot of um, moral high grounds and high horseing from certain fans. So. You look, I always think be careful going on these high horse things because they, they tend to come back and bite you in the arse a little bit. The bit I find a, a bit weird is that Arsenal only got 12 senior players now that they can choose from. But they would have had 14 but they loaned two lads out. Not two. the young lads but they've loaned them out and the, the lads who've been in, in and around the squads. So I'm a bit like very early in the window. Generally most of these loan deals get done quite late in the window because you know where you are then. What, yeah. You know, so there is a little part of it going, you could have had Nathan Niles, you could have got Nathan Niles until last week in Jam. Which yeah. means you could have played the game. So and look, I think Spurs aren't happy because they probably think it's an opportunity to play a weakened Arsenal side, you know, win a North London derby. You know, you can get
1: you can get that point of view. So I mean I my my biggest issue with all of this is the transparency and the lack of it. Man City apparently have a player with a uh, COVID problem. Mm-hmm. Uh We've already been told by Manchester City that no one will ever know who that is. So we have to take them on their word that that's what's going on there.
0: Well, as long um, as the league,
1: I assume they they'll probably tell the leak. Yeah,
2: we've got to go over the case. I'm not telling you who. I, I think as long as the authorities know, then, I mean, the next nice we don't need to know. You know, I know everyone likes to know, but ultimately, as long as the
1: leagues know and all the. Ordinarily, I'd have said, yeah, that's fair enough. But my biggest issue with this now is that because everyone is left to the guessing game, nobody knows what's going on. And nobody mm-hmm. trusts anybody. And no. That's the biggest problem. The, the league have lost the moral authority and the trust of fans, especially fans who are travelling to games. I mean, it's okay if you're in London and you live in London and you're going to Tottenham, Arsenal. It's not a big hassle for you. But if you're an Arsenal fan, or a Spurs fan traveling from Ireland. And the game yeah. is, and you're sat there on Friday night and the game might be called off on Saturday, you don't know. And your flight is Saturday. You know, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. These are big global clubs with global fan bases to travel to these games. This is the biggest game of the year, you know, for a lot of these fans. Mm. And to drop it on them at the last minute is a bit ridiculous. And the problem is they're running out of time. You know, because once the European games start back up for a lot of TV for a lot of clubs, but mainly for you look at the T V revenue that they've lost out on. You know, once the Champions League and Europa League and the Conference League starts back up, that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday TV slots taken. The Monday night football and the Friday night football aren't gonna change. So all of these clubs have lost out on however many millions in TV revenue as it is, plus fans travelling to and from games. It's getting to be a nightmare. And the FA Cup showed every club, all 92 clubs are capable of putting out a side. Right? It's,
2: it's the balancing act of they can put a side out, but is it what you want to watch? Do you, know, do you want to watch? You know, Liverpool got through, which is fine, but you could have had a case where it could have been, I don't know, Tottenham got beat by Morecambe because Tottenham played their under-18s. Which, look, if that's the rules, that's the rules. But you're going, it's not really a giant killing, is it? It's not really, you know, Tottenham-Morcoms are telling you, going, yeah, but it's. it's it, I'm watching Tottenham under-18s play more. It's kind of not what I want to see. I kind of want to see Morecambe against Tottenham and can it be a real Cup upset?
0: You yeah, know,
2: that's I mean, the, pure, the purest in me. That was what you'd like to see. But, yeah, I mean, the other thing that's farcical is in the Premier League and the F- and the League Cup, it's one rule. FA Cup has a different rule. Europe has a different rule it's got, it's got to be a bit more uniform I think across the board as people the chat are pointing out is you're not seeing these levels of cancellations across Europe and let's be honest not. it's not like the rest of Europe oh, they hardly have any COVID cases you know everywhere is pretty much probably as bad as each other now with COVID you can't escape it but yeah, you know, they are doing things like, I think Bayern Munich had to play a game and they had two or three 16 year olds on the bench that's that's what they had to do you know it's the consistency that, oh, the perceived lack of consistency. Look, ultimately, if I have to follow the protocol that says, "Yes, we've got this many players missing. We have only got 12, The rule we've been told is you need thirteen plus, a, including the goalkeeper. So, if you've only got twelve, the game can't go ahead. Yeah. We can all. I mean, this is of makes, all a
1: wasted energy kicking off over it. No, no like this. This, this is a problem a that's been created by the, the by the Premier League. Yeah, you know, ultimately, this is the Premier League didn't set the guidelines clearly from the very start.
0: Hmm.
1: And I have no doubt the clubs have manipulated this process. I have no doubt about it whatsoever. And the way things are now, you've got you've got probably You look, all right, let's put it this way. Arsenal and Tottenham, Arsenal Tottenham West Ham, Man United, Are going to be fighting for the top four, right? Now, that's huge. That's a huge money spinner. Where a point or three points could be the difference. It could be absolutely massive. Mm. Now, Tottenham were able to get games postponed earlier in the season, and now they're looking back to somewhat. Say, just for argument's sake, they're back to full fitness, you know, full strength. Arsenal are now in the exact same boat that Tottenham were in. Only six weeks later, but the pressure is coming from everyone, myself included, for Tottenham, for Arsenal to be forced to play at a disadvantage. When yeah. Tottenham, well, you know, Arsenal would be the disadvantage, and Tottenham didn't have that disadvantage, if you know what I mean. So, because they've allowed this to go on for so long, it's um, it's it's going to be a nightmare. I don't know how they're going to put, how they're going to play this out because, as I said. You know. You got the likes of Burnley, Leicester, and a lot of other clubs are on three games to make up. Three games is probably about the limit of where you'd yeah, want to be. I mean, we're lucky we've only got one. I
2: don't think I I think City have managed to avoid a, a replay. Yeah, so City far. don't have any. So, you know, I, I think Chelsea have only got one, maybe two. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. so a few clubs have been fortunate, you know, we've But we said this weeks ago is and this isn't a dig at Arsenal, this isn't a dig at Tottenham. No, you know, it's not. The, the protocol's are there, and that's what it is. It's the, the lack of transparency or the lack of uh, clear thinking by the Premier League and the FA, because, not be funny, COVID's been here for two years. So I'm not accepting this, oh, it's a, it's unprecedented. There was, it, we've seen how rapidly COVID spreads through the whole of the UK so and the rest of Europe and the rest of the world. Do, it, it, it wouldn't take a genius to go, well, what happens if a football team gets... Ten players with COVID—they can't play for two weeks. Do we? Do, what do we do? And easily could have just—not easily—but they could have wrote a protocol saying, "Right, this is the this is the cutoff point, and this is the the no speed. Anything below this threshold, anything above this threshold, you play, and it will mean that you've got to play very weakened sides. But that's the rule, and you know, yeah, if, it, if you, if
1: you look in, you look in, but look they haven't done that, so you
2: it's know. it's
1: up in the air. And it seems to me like they've. They've flip flopped on it all the way through. You know, yeah. it's um, some some clubs are getting games called. I mean, I, I don't imagine that Arsenal would ask for this game to be called off if they didn't have all the ducks in a row. Oh yeah, they wouldn't because you know, because uh, yeah. you, you look really stupid if you say,
2: if, and you make it known to have it's been known to everyone that they want the game called and it doesn't get called off. You know, you think either they've, they've not followed the protocol properly or again yeah. the the other thing which you would not be surprised is the rules have changed again. Like, yeah you know but it' be, be it'd be it'll be public pressure while the change so. like, you've got to, you've gotta have just as long as you can put an eleven out we don't care you're suddenly getting
1: the pressure coming from the media companies now when you had the likes of Carragher and Neville talking about about it tonight mm. um so the media companies through the pundits are putting indirect pressure on the leagues to get these fixtures played, and I understand their point of view, I understand. The logistics of all of this, as well, with the calendar, where the dates going forward into the next three or four months just aren't really—they're not as plentiful as they would have would have been before. You now, granted, you have extra slots where you would have had cup replays, but that's to say that that's assuming that there's no more games called off between now from now going forward. All it takes hmm. is another one or two. Imagine if Burnley ended up with six or seven or eight games. You, you, know, know, to be play. It, it, you don't know when they're going to play them because,
2: as we all commented, you know, the last weekend, in January, is actually a free week. Yeah. You can't, we can't play games in that because it's a, It's an international weekend. It's an international week for South Americans and I think it's a, I think some Asian qualifiers Asian as well. qualifiers as well. Yeah. So it's a free weekend, but it's not. It's basically, and, actually, for European players, it's a winter break.
1: Yeah, from what I understand, and Laura's in the chat, Laura will be able to correct me. This is due to the South American Championships being played when it was played mm-hmm. at a time when their World Cup qualifiers to- should have been happening and yeah, didn't. Yeah. So because they those games have to be made up, they had to create one slot to do it. And it so happens that this is the, the slot that they decided I mean- to settle on. That's a better idea than the other than the other situation where you're having like three
2: games in a week and South America as well is which coming up co- coming out on the day of the game, which yeah doesn't that doesn't help anyone. That doesn't help anyone no. no, so look <laughs> I mean, whatever 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 decision was agreed on, no one's no one's gonna be happy. I think a lot yeah. of the you know the chat are like that. I think look social media is the way is the way it is, the hyperbole it is, it's because of how certain fans reacted and you know the over-the-top yeah, definitely... reactions we saw. Now, now it Boots on your foot and it's it, it, it's laughing at the backtracking. Look, yeah. we said at the time, look, the game gets called off because you know you follow the protocol. It gets called off. You know, it's annoying. You know, if the game gets called off th- Thursday, it'll be annoying. But yeah, it is what it
1: is. And also, the later think, they leave it. The more annoyed people are going to get. That's just exactly the
2: way it is. Well, I mean, look. Last night, do we want to talk about it or or, or...
1: Joe? Um, look. I was on last night. I've had I've had my my say on it. You you were watching it. I, I mean, when the eleven when the starting eleven was announced, what were you like?
2: Um I was alright. You know, I look, look, I know everyone will go. Oh no, it's this. And look, I've already got one in the chat. You saying net spenders three point six million since December. Who gives a shit? You know. Yeah. And I had people messaging me at half-time saying big summer ahead of us. I'm like, it's a it's a bloody semi final. You're talking about steinings. But look, I saw the eleven. I thought it was fine. I thought. They probably went for experience and probably thought it they'd pressurize Arsenal. What, what the thing that frustrated me is we didn't play very well. Once we went down to ten men, you know, we actually lost our way. We didn't we didn't keep stretching them wide, which which is basically how we got the players sent off anyway. Uh but the big thing um for me was and this is nothing to do with signings, owners, and if you don't like this, I don't care. The manager had a bit of a nightmare, as did to be honest. Bar, Matt, and Allison, every senior player, had, had a nightmare that night. Yeah. It was pretty obvious to me that and I'm look I I'm a lookout. you know, I'm I'm no football genius. You know, I am just some lad who watches football on telly. You didn't need three holding midfielders once you once they'd had telling. You, you needed something with a bit more spark. When you saw Curtis Jones came on, he gave you a spark, he made things happen. I know he gets a lot of grief. The 15 minutes that nicka Williams came on did more than the 60 minutes that Trent did. Listen, Trent's brilliant. But Trent stank the gaff out. Yeah. You know, Nico does not have a delivery of a Trent. He isn't Trent Alexander Arnold. But at least when he came out, he was positive. He just got the one, he just ran at Arsenal. And do you know what? After being defending like as a team for so long, they were you some running at them and just get shit out of them. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's very crude, but that's what you needed. So it's a missed I opportunity. Mean, it's, a, it's a missed opportunity, you know. Yeah. I, th- I think if, if Manimino gets that shot off at the end, you know, which you should score really, and we win one nil, we all probably go a bit more like, ah, oh, what's on then? But and people, you know, and there's lots of stats going around, you know. Liverpool have faced ten men six times this year, they've only scored three goals, which isn't great. But when you look at those games, you know, one of them was we were fired up at United Leeds and United were already leading. Leeds were two nil yeah. up. United we were five nil up, so it didn't really matter. Um I've, I've had had got to go
1: start the season.
2: Chelsea started to, you know, which Chelsea are very good at defending, we didn't play very well that game. and um, what's we won? Atlético Madrid. You yeah. know, we were 2 0 up, and then the other time we were we got it to, we got it to 3 2, you know, and then obviously the Arsenal game tonight, which wasn't great. But and it's all if and if you know
1: if, if puts some maybe if but if a
2: maybes. Minimino goes goal goes in, you've got the same statistics as City did against Arsenal. When Arsenal went down to ten men against City, City had ten attempts and they had one on target, which they scored from. You know, we didn't we didn't score from a one on target, but you know, no one talks about it. So No, it's one
1: of them. I mean, it's half time. Are you yeah. how are you, how are you feeling? I mean, look, it's half time. You got Brentford at the weekend and you got Arsenal Thursday night, assuming that everything is right and rain right and rainy with Arsenal, everything's okay. Are you comfortable? Are you confident going to the Emirates?
2: Um we don't have the best record there, so which does bring a bit of nervousness. But, and it'd be interesting, I can't see him at home playing that defensive because he used to do that, and he got him results. But he got him a lot of stick, and he didn't like yeah. that. So for me, I'm a bit like, I think it'll probably suit us. Um, I'm not sure he'll play that, play that same front three. I think he might try and mix it up. If it was me, I'd probably start Chamberlain with... Fabinho and Henderson look and the chat. Some, some of the chat going on mad clubs like Henson, but who else are you going to start at the moment? Because all the other experienced options we, we could use to rotate Henderson out to give him a breather is one of them. And look, the Henderson bashing starts again. He's been poor for about a month. He has. Yeah. But unfortunately for us, the lads who we would bring in, like a Tiago to basically give him a breather and say, you know, find your form again, he's injured. Kato's in Afghan. You know, what can you do? And Jones. Who worry would have got more games than he should have, than I mean, he has already tore a tear in the back of his eye, which is the most bizarre injury I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. So that's a that's but, actually
1: that's a, more of a boxing injury. Yeah, you, you, he, you hear that a hear lot about. in boxing. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, you know, if you if you too much of the well, detached retina, it's a if, it's um, serious, serious injury. You know, I mean, it could have want, been a career indifferent. If you want to talk about eye injuries, if you've not seen it,
2: watch the Michael Bispin documentary. that is unreal, what yeah, happens to his that. eye. The guy basically won a world title with one eye.
1: Yeah, um, cause, I was watching um, it that night.
2: Yeah, because when you watch it back, um, he won't go into details, but he found a way of passing a medical, but when he openly admits he couldn't see out of one eye. So yeah. he, he won a world title with one eye. Um, so, yeah, you know, and he, he has to wear like a fake eye. But yeah, so I'd probably think... <coughs> and I'd actually start Jones on the left of the front I the was going to say, let's
1: start with the Liverpool game for one second. Look, we'll go through the Premier League yeah. fixtures because... It's a massive week end for the Premier League. It's absolutely huge. There's, to say, there's potential season-defining games up and down the league this this weekend. And Osprey Brent, look for for every game that we play from now until the end of the season, it's they're all must win. As far as I'm concerned, you know they're, mm-hmm. they're must win 100. percent We've given up the luxuries of bad performances, and we're in the middle of a dodgy January. We're in a horrible run of form, yeah. but we have to get a win. Um, how do you see, after what you know, Klopp said today at his press conference and um, with Brentford coming, Brentford coming on the back of, a, I think, a 4-1 defeat to Southampton, mm. but it wasn't really as bad as a 4-1 scoreline suggests? You know, it was a deflected goal. One late on, another one against the run of play. It's just, you know, you get some games like that to go against you. But how do you see the weekend going?
2: Look, we're at home. We should win. You know, mm. um, that's what we should be doing at home. You know, Brentford, a uh, bottom half of the league. This is the side we have to we have to be beaten. No excuses. Um, I could see probably three changes from yeah. the side that played on Thursday. I think Summecastle coming for Robertson, who did have a great game. I literally think Trent keeps his place because he a needs a minute, and b you know there is still a big drop off to Nico. As much as he played all right when he came on, it's not it's not the same. Sorry, four changes actually. Sorry, uh, I think Karate right. comes in for Matip. Uh, I think I think it's what his pace and he want to keep Matip wrapped up for the semi final because uh, he Matip, Matip was fabulous. Yeah, he Matip did okay. He did really really well. Midfield. Fabinho will play Henderson will play because um, I think you need to play two def- two holding or defensive players whatever way you want to call it because I always think Liverpool's midfield balance looks best with two of Fabinho, Henderson Thiago and then a, a, a more attack-minded player against this sort of side when you play in an Arsenal or a Chelsea or a City we, our best midfield seems to be Henderson, Fabinho Thiago so I bring Ox in to give you that shot from distance he's direct he's a bit different yeah. And then the front three would be Jota, Bobby and I'd put Jones left of mid, left of the front three, which is where he used to. Thank you. It's where it's where he played in the um under twenty threes. That's where yeah. he made a name for himself. That's where he scored his goal against uh, Everton. You know, so he can play that. I think his long term future is centre mid. But in the current climate, do you know what? It just gives yourself a bit different. And look, the two I thought he did all right against Shrewsbury. I actually thought he was one of the real bright sparks that came on and at least was driving yeah. fouls, you know, he was just being a nuisance, but in a good way. So that's what I would do. Minamino is a bench option at best. Milner is a bench option at the moment. That's kind of how they should be, you know.
1: And we sort of we sort of go from there, really. Uh,
2: well, VVD's form. I People, was the was say, there's
1: a comment in the chat. There is there a shout for VVD to be rested? He hasn't been great. No, he hasn't been great. But I think the only way he's going to
2: get with that type of injury he's had. I remember Roy Keane saying it took him 12 months to feel like he was his old self again. And that I think with Van Dijk, that's what you're seeing. It's little positional things. It's just a half-yard, not too slow. It's like it's in the head, half-yard not reacting yeah, yeah. because you're just not used to it. You know, back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back
0: to back you know, you
1: with forget, the way like, the a, year, a year out. Hard, yeah. With the way the Brentford are going to play, is there an argument to play Joe Gomez uh, right back?
2: There's an argument
1: I can, for it, I, but... I can, I can say this because Gab's not here. Yeah. Gab would lose, lose his shit altogether. There is an argument for it, but this is a game where you're going to have a lot of the ball,
2: which is why, if it was if a we had to be a bit more defensive against... Like, do, do you know If we go if honest, West Ham away, you said we'll play Joe Gomez right back. I thought that makes sense because you are going to be under a bit more pressure mm. at a West Ham away. So I think at home, you've got to play more attacking players, which I think is... Okay. I think it's so Trent Simmercast. Yeah, I think it's Trent Simmercast. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I don't think
1: he can There was lads in the comments earlier on as well, asking about the possibility of... Uh, no, Steve, I haven't forgot how oh, gas, Joe Gomez is a right-back. But one thing Brentford will do is they will play a lot of cross-field balls, diagonals... Which we didn't deal with, onto, with in the ...onto in the far post, which we struggled with. And if you're playing a Joe Gomez, he mops all of those up. You know...
2: It, yeah, the big issue in the last quit. one was that uh, Matip and Van Dyke forgot how to head a ball. Yeah. That was the big issue in the away game, which you would never think that'd be their issue because they're both pretty good for stuff like that.
0: Exactly. If it's Joe but,
2: Gomez, that, that's his
1: biggest weakness is the ball over the ball just over his shoulder. Yeah. There's some of the comments Everybody. in the chat were asking, is it should we look to change shape for the um, rest of this month until we get our normal players back?
0: Well, Mainly
1: but, and I and I agree with a lot of it because I think you've got to tailor your side to the forwards you have available.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and if you did,
2: if you looked at that, you could that team I picked. You could go a four four two diamond quite easily. You could even probably do a flat four four two if you wanted to. Just have Jones, have Jones and Ox wide, and Jota and Bobby as a central too. That's, so that's how I see it. So, or you could, or you could do a four three three. It actually gives you flexibility.
1: This is, this is the argument I had put. <laughs> what I said about starting. Curtis over Tacky the other night because he gives you that flexibility in game mm-hmm. if you want to tactically change it to a four three three uh 2 diamond or a flat four four two. It I think gives reason, you those options.
2: Yeah. I think the reason um, he didn't start was he he just done a full ninety against Shrews, and that's his first ninety since the injury, wasn't it? So I do think that was maybe a little bit of sports size protection. Like I mean I saw a Twitter meltdowns when Matip went off and Fabinho went off and Trent went off. Now listen to me, Trent went off because he played shit.
0: That yeah.
2: was it. Matip and Fabinho for me were sports science subs where they basically yeah. Matip could do seventy, and because Fabinho had played a full ninety against Shrewsbury, he's only just come back from a, a COVID. In, a COVID. They've basically said in this game he can only he can only do seventy, Um so you know, we could all be the smart-ass and go, why did you leave Henson because he was playing poorly? Which he was, but they've obviously, I think it's a sports science thing going, if you play Fabinho another 90, you're risking him. He's getting what they call the red zone. He's getting close to an injury. Whereas Henson (coughs) hasn't played for 11 days. Um, And I do think that's a a factor is rhythm of not training properly for a week. And we've always worried about it. Liverpool always look crap after a a break of more than seven days. They always look off it. And I think that's what it was. Look, credit to Arsenal. Look, they went back. They went to bank. They went really deep. You know, see, the, the red card. Fair,
1: the red card dictated how they were going to play yeah.
2: that game. Do you know, in a weird way, the best thing for us would have been if it gone on a yard. Got a penalty. Got a pe- and- we got a penalty, and he only got a yellow card because yeah. actually, it was against eleven men. We were dominating Arsenal, and we were getting in behind them, and it did feel like it was coming. Yeah, um, yeah was there no space in behind? Because I mean, a lot of say I actually don't think Salah and Manny were the misses. In the, in the away game I think Tiago or Keita is the missing that sort of the game where you need someone to which what they're very good at unlock a defence when it's really deep and you know yeah. when he plays when he plays Tiago this season and the last 10 games of last season we haven't lost so,
1: uh, Mark A was in the chat earlier there and he was asking about the possibility of playing a four two three one with Cade Gordon starting on the wide right
2: yeah Sean, Sean he mentioned Cade I mean look Maybe that's a wild card we need. Sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes it sort of uh, you know dips in form. You need a youngster sometimes. You know, I mean he's fearless, so yeah, you know he won't he won't be scared about playing. him. maybe that's something. And if you
1: go- I think if you're going to do something like that, you do it at home.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, if if, if Plop says he's going to start, Kane Gordon, sound play Jones sentiment then instead of Ox, because to me Jones is at a start, so I yeah. don't think he's that. I mean. The other thought, I mean, Vaz Flower says Origi might be ready for the Emirates when he's, he's already out running, which it's an option. But the month's nearly over now. We needed we needed Arigi fit two three weeks. I look, you can't help being injured that's ways, but it's yeah. the wrong time to get injured, and it, it's happened a couple of times with not just Divock, a few others. Shakir was a, the worst for it. Like when he had a ten game spell, we thought this is Shakir's time to play. He was always out for calf injury. Lo and behold, yeah. he's in Leon. Out with calf injuries, and now they don't well, want to pick. their don't him anymore.
1: Give us a score then, and the goal scorers.
2: Uh, I will go
1: two nil. Jota and Jones. I went two nil as well. No, I would go for three nil then. Um, I I definitely think we keep a clean sheet. I think we'll be we'll be well switched on for for this. We'll be. Uh, a lot more alive to their threats. The other thing as well, when you're playing against a side that you've never played before and players that you've never played before, they can surprise you with certain things that they do, but I don't expect to get those lads to get surprised again. Uh, we did dominate a large part of that game against Brentford and we should have ran out comfortable winners on the day. Eve, you know, We look back on that game with absolute horror, but we really snuffed a lot of chances. You know, I... I stick with I go with 3 0. Um Bobby Brace and Henderson score one. Cool. Do we talk about can we talk about the the other Liverpool game on Sunday? Yeah, quit, yeah, shoot go on. that in.
2: Go on, rest the afternoon. We'll get the women's game yeah. as well. Which get the win- kicks off and- at the same at the same time as the men's game, which is fucking brilliant. You know, talk about talk about making it hard, you know. <laughs> the at home as well. Saints. At home as well, yeah. Uh, I mean originally the men's game will supposed to be on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, but because of the league, they've moved it to a Sunday. But, and they can't do four o'clock because it's Super Sunday. And they can't do early on because it's Super Sunday. But it's a bit like, it's a bit of frustration because then the, I know people who are season tickets for both and they've got to pick. So we've got Watford at home. Watford are second bottom. Uh, they were bottom before Coventry had their points docked. disaster. So they're on, I think they're, on, I think Watford are on six points and Coventry on minus four. So do well at the moment. Mm. Uh, we're, Five points clear, but uh, a couple of teams got game game in hand and uh, some games in hand. So, you know it's going well. Look, we should be beating Watford at home. It's easy said than done. Yeah. Um, ironically, we've dropped all of our points at home. I think at home now we have dropped three, four, five, seven points that we've dropped at home. Uh, one loss and two draws, won the rest. We haven't yeah. dropped a point away from home. Mm-hmm. Now, that's I think really nice that's. Point. I think. I think a couple of things is. Uh, I think the first game. I think it was a little bit of the occasion. Fans back we need to get a big win at home, we hadn't had many wins at home the year before, and I think it was a little bit of an occasion situation. And then the other games, it was a combination of Bristol, neither side play for anywhere, we we had to play tw- 25 minutes, we're down to 10. Uh, and then Blackburn just defended for the lives. Um, we, for my opinion, had a goal not given, which looked miles over the line, but the officials couldn't see it. Yeah. No VAR in women's football, so, uh, so it couldn't yeah. be given. So and I do think when people come to Prenton Park, it is sit deep, hope for a play for the draw, hit them on the counter. Whereas away from home, they're a bit more
1: open and, it's, and it suits us. So, but we saw when... the when be like, well, You have to be really picking up side wins against... Yeah, them
2: the away game it. funny game. We we went 3-0 up in the first half and the game finished 3-2. Where we were basically gifted that we set them up for two goals in the last 10 minutes, which made... Mid last five minutes quite um quite quite perilous. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean I think team wise I think he'll go with the same side that starts against Blackburn. Uh so I think it could be Laws in goal, the back three, which have been fabulous all year, Robe, Fahy, and Matthews, two wing backs will be Wardlaw and Taylor Hines. Um Kerry Holland will play because uh, we only play two in the middle, so it's a it's a five two three we, we play. Kerry Holland's the key. Uh, the Welsh international without her would knacked because uh, she's just got the energy and she just knits it all together. And technically, she's a very good player. The debate's going to be who partners her because Missy Bow started last week and she got I think it was three assists, four assists, she gets loads of assists. Uh, but Rachel Furness gives you a little bit more physicality and she gives you goals from the twi- and she gives you probably a bit more of a goal threat, so it's a bit of a horse, of course, with yeah. e- either or. And I mean, the front three would be Mel Lawley, who's been outstanding, probably the best winger in the league in the league. Uh Yana yeah, Daniels, good hard working winger. And then the Republic Republicans had uh Leanne Keenan who now holds the record for the fastest hat trick in Liverpool women's football history. Uh, I think it was three goals in six minutes. Wow. Which is ridiculous. Um, yeah. if you haven't seen it just go on uh, the championship page. I think I see on the LFC women's Twitter feed just for her first goal. Her first goal is ridiculous. Top corner, top corner from the corner of the box. It's a brilliant yeah. goal.
1: There is a lot of talk about her as well over here that she is on the verge of becoming a, a proper star for the Republic. So,
0: so Which yeah. Is- so uh,
2: she was. I mean, Matt Beard had her at West Ham, um, and I think she just didn't get a run on the West Ham team. You know, because of where they were, it was quite difficult. It's amazing what a goal and a run of games does for you because she just yeah. can't stop scoring. Uh Hannah, yeah, Rizal yeah, Rizol Babajidi. Um she her, they, they mutually agreed to terminate her contract uh this window. Uh, she spent the last six months alone at Brighton. Brighton have agreed to terminate a loan. Uh, she's just now signed for Rail Betis. So wow. good luck to her. She's uh you know, new adventure, a lot of new talent. adventure for us.
1: She had a lot of, ta- of talent, she was very quick from what I, you know, from what very, I remember you very seeing, quick, seen, Good finish you
2: know. on it. Um, it, went, it all went a bit funny. She didn't get a last January. I think she wanted to move to Brighton alone. I think it was blocked by the club and mm-hmm. we didn't see her. And we, no one really knows why we didn't see her. Uh, and then she went to Brighton alone for six months here. Uh, and yeah. then, But unfortunately, she didn't really get much of a don't know if she got much game time at Brighton either. So look, new challenge, new country. Hopefully that does well for her because yeah. she's, a, she's a talent and she'll do well for... Um, she'll, she'll do well for Real Betters because... With that pace, just scare anyone. Yeah, she, legal suitor
1: as well. Yeah,
2: also to be fair to her, she's not. She's not just pace; she's very technically gifted football yeah. as well. So, look, I hope she does well. You know, you know, she she was good for us the uh, yeah. two years we had her. So, but yeah, so uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna say four nil, four nil Liverpool. Uh, out to your
1: expertise, mate, because I wouldn't go, have a Scooby.
2: Let's go, Keenan. We'll get. To, I'll go Keenan to Taylor Hines and. The new striker Katie stangel to get a debut goal. That's hopefully my guess. And is so. that a print and Park? It is a print and Park, yeah. So you can't get to the men's game, and it's not on telly anywhere unless you've got. No, it's not. Other, other ways of finding it. Just just book your ticket online. I think tickets are six quid.
1: Or if, so you're, a what...
2: holder, or if you're a season ticket holder, or a season ticket or a fan card they the free. You just so if you're your if you're online.
1: in the area and you want a cheap yeah. cheap Sunday afternoon out with the kids, there you go. Great great cool. way to cool. introduce your kids to cool. football and it's not gonna break the bank.
2: You he can sell us my ugly face if you want to as well. Always, always, good, for, always good to chat to someone, so you know. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh right, let's get anyway, back to the day job. City Chelsea. Uh, yeah, City Chelsea. Look, we said that the league this week is defining this is defining for Chelsea's season. They need they have to get something in the same way as when we go there, we're gonna to have to get something. And if the first game is anything to go by, City looked really good against Chelsea. It was almost a case of men against boys at times.
0: It is. I it is.
1: don't know how this is going to go now because, yeah, City are in a run of form. But they've beaten sides who they should beat. And they've done it comfortably enough, fair enough. But Chelsea aren't playing bad. And no. I watched it against Spurs and I and I thought they were a classic Spurs. <laughs> Scoreline definitely didn't reflect... How dominant Chelsea were in that in that game? They beat Spurs in second game, didn't they? Which is, yeah. you know, you know, takes takes some doing.
2: Um, I think defense. I think they were defensive. They were they were a bit of a mess in the first game against City. They seem to have got that organisation sort of that, and Canty coming back is a is a big one for them. And Kovač is, you know, in real good form for. Him. Um, it'd be interesting which plays up front. Does he go with Werner and Lukaku, or does he go back to just one of them?
1: And I think yeah, I have a feeling he goes with Haberts and. Sorry, Haberts and Lukaku. Yeah, I think Lukaku looks happy when they play with a two, though. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing a three in midfield. Yeah. Maybe Kante, Jorginho, and Kovacic.
2: Yeah, then you could do Alonso. It's one just side. a Mason
1: mis- mis- Mount would miss out.
2: Yeah, yeah, possibly. But it's good players to have it off the bench anyway. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: I I had it down. I've got it down as two 0 two nil to City. But it's a hell of a way to start the weekend off. I put it down as a one one. It would be nice. It would be very nice because anywhere where City slip up, we have to take advantage. Obviously, but we'll see. This is one of those games that a draw wouldn't be the worst in the world. Even a Chelsea win wouldn't be the worst in the world. Yeah, mm. we'd have to we'd have to match it, but. It, anything at the minute that drags City back to the pile is it would be welcome but I just think they'll have too much but it'll be a cracker to start the weekend off. Um, then you're on to Newcastle-Watford Newcastle-Watford um, Now that is a six point game this one Jesus yeah I mean Newcastle have been busy uh, be Chris be Wood and Chris Kieran Tripp yeah
2: Tripp is a good sign in um experience at England International. Good um, delivery. Makes him a real threat now from set-pieces because the, the set-piece options now, they've got Trippier, they've got John Joe Shelby as well. So they've got a few options. Chris Wood, that'll suit him. I mean, look, goal scoring-wise, I think he's only got three goals this year. Yeah, so, I mean, it's he's not, He's not in the best of form. Uh, I think, but he gets. I the think he's what really. they need. He is with Callum, because Callum Wilson's fitness can't be trusted. Callum Wilson's fin- finishing can never be questioned. His fitness, though, is... is the problem, it takes a pre- it might take a bit of pressure off Saint man, because you, you know, and that's where he knows only score three goals. You can't not mark Chris Wood, because if he doesn't score, he could be perfect for flick for flick-ons for yeah. Saint Max. So it what? Uh, but Watford actually aren't in bad form, despite all the
1: uh, players that got oh missed no. That they've done all right. At Watford actually they've lost their last six in the league. Oh maybe not though.
2: Yeah, they always looked all right. I've watched they, they look all right.
1: Yeah, I think they've done okay. I don't know if it, it just stuck out in me when I looked at mm. this and I thought I looked at the re- running results. I think either in their last six or in their last six in the league, I think they've lost five or yeah, six. Okay.
2: It's funny how in, percep- it's funny because it's a club I'll follow. Yeah, it's like perception, okay. per- yeah, perception and reality, are never the yeah. same. Because I think I've seen clips of them. I was saying they look all right, clearly, <laughs> they're not. I've yeah. gone for it. I think I've got a draw for this one.
1: I'll for 2 1 Newcastle. Because um, look, Newcastle have been in most of the games that they've played. That they've played, they even get, the ones not, they've lost, they're
2: not getting battered. They're very rarely really getting
1: battered. They're keeping it tight, which is a good thing. Because
2: uh, I know it sounds horrible, like, but if you're going to get beat, don't get beat by a lot. Because goal difference is a it could be a big it factor. Could be a thing, yeah. It generally, you know, it generally isn't the relegation battles. But I've just got a feeling for a one-one. I don't know why. I've just got a feeling for a, a one-one.
1: But Yeah, I just I think there's with with the changes that they've made. It'd be interesting to see how they line up because I was thinking if he decides to play Wood through the middle and play Almiron on one side of him and say Maximin on the other side of him.
2: As Steve points out, Cambridge have beaten as many Premier League sides as Newcastle. It's very true. I must admit, yeah. I don't, Burnley, but Burnley's only got one win all season and. I don't think Watford for what for got many more. So. so
1: I mean it's for the, for some of the players what's, that they have what's been happening with
2: Burnley is they've been well oh, they've got the fight. they they've got like fifteen games in hand as well. Yeah. But um they get lots of draws. Burnley aren't getting beat very often, whereas Newcastle, it's one win and a hell of a lot of defeats.
1: They weren't really getting many draws either, which I think is what's killed them. You know. Yeah, it's it I mean, it'll be definitely one to watch because it's massive in a in a relegation battle. It really is. It's, um the other one down in the bottom bottom reaches of the league, Norwich against Everton. Now I think look I think Norwich are gone. Um I think I, they are I, I, I think Norwich and Watford. Personally I think Norwich and Watford are gone. But Everton had players coming back. Um Calvert Lewin should be available. Richarlison might be there. Al should be is Al Ghazi registered at is available because well I think gives, he's signed in time. Gives him a pace option, sure, doesn't it? it yeah, and a, I'm sure he's played against. He played for Villa recently, so he should be fit, he should be fit. So,
2: I mean, maybe for for them, if you play Cavalier through in the middle and you play Gray and El Ghazi as your wide ones, you know that at least makes Everton more of a threat pace wise because then the focus can't all be on Damari Gray. Yeah, Rafa needs a result there, doesn't he? He does. He does. See, logically, we just think. Everton win because Nor- Norwich is just ridiculous, but Everton is such a poor confidence wise. I just don't know what they're
1: going to do. That's it. it. It's one of those games. I definitely wouldn't be putting it in my uh, my accumulators for the weekend. But
2: as all, as always, Laura Duffy has the facts. So Newcastle one win, eight draws, ten losses. Watford four wins, one draw, thirteen losses. Yeah, and Burnley one one win, eight draws, eight losses. It's
1: mad, isn't it?
2: I mean, yeah, Watford
1: it's... were okay at the start of the season. But I honestly think Ranieri's in trouble as well. The yeah. Watford managers is the worst merry-go-round you'll ever see in football. And mm. uh, I think that Watford will bin him off. Maybe at the end of the window, maybe before. I think <laughs> Watford. Watford bin him off. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, shock horror. Watford sack manager. Yeah, exactly. And water what's is go- wet. What score
2: you know. have you got? What score have you got for this one?
1: I got three-one uh, Everton uh, because I think if Calvert Lewin comes back, he gives him that goal threat. They still have they have goals in the side.
0: Yeah. It's just okay. a case
1: of getting of translating that onto the pitch. And they've been shorter players for a long time. So I've think, got 2 1. Two two Everton, one Everton. Everton, sorry. <laughs> I right. mean, could you ever um, predict an Orange win? Really? Let's skim over this one. Wolves, Wolves Southampton. 2 0, Wolves. I've, I've gone 1 1. Um, look, Wolves don't concede many. Did not score many. Mm. You know they're safe as houses where they are. They're not going to get into Europe. They're not getting relegated. They're meandering along in another season, and you're going to have to look at in the summer the players who are there, who are saleable players, the likes of your Ruben Neves,
2: Pedro Neto. Yeah, I'd, l- I'd love never Liverpool just as a, just as a bit different. Yeah, or oh, or other shout which we're going to talk about a bit later is. Um, if we get time, me, me and Kev are going to do a bit of fun. Of, don't all fall over. Imagine we had 200 million. Who would you buy? Who, who could we buy? And we're going to try and do a bit of a Players available. Then, like you know, Trevor, so we're not going to sign Bappe and Haaland because look, we'll try and make it realistic as in if you had like that budget. But to research, there's a quite a range of players available of, of good quality, and they're not all. 80 million pound players are they, no, which is interesting. Enough. One of them being James Ward Prowse, who I must admit, Southampton did well to sign to a new contract because I think he could be a decent squad option
1: for a higher. I think driver. Southampton signed him to that contract in order to protect He's a value. League. I think there's probably a release clause for top yeah. clubs in that. Because if you said to, if you said to
2: me we signed James Ward Prowse, that's kind of your Milner replacement, as in he could play anywhere in the midfield. And do you know what, he probably could do a job at right back and he's got really good delivery, which again gives just gives you a different, just gives you another
1: option, you know. Yeah. And look Glenn, you know Glenn, Glenn, I'm sorry, mate, you need more than two hundred for those three, mate. Bellingham Bassoon with Diaz. Well, yeah. Then again, if you I think that's about two twenty, two thirty. Yeah, I think so at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, minimum. But look, so, we'll get to that in a bit. I have a think on it, guys. Um the I've got United. one. More Villa Man United. No, apparently Coutinho. Coutinho isn't fit enough to start. Oh, shock horror! <laughs> wow, he's—it's fair. Look, common sense would have told you he wasn't going to be fit to start this one. He's. It depends He's on the type of training that they do that they're doing in Spain, but will wants him to be in some kind of tactical shape as well as physical shape as to what they want. To, him to do so, they'll ease him in. They're not going to throw him to, throw, him to, throw him in straight away. But
2: Laura says, "Is it a back issue again? Possibly."
1: <laughs> I, th- I think the rollbacks would be out for that one. Yeah,
2: um... I'll be honest. Look, he's he's still a very very talented player, but let's be yeah. honest, Kevin, he's not been fit properly now for t- over two years. Yeah, he hasn't. Too many. I think, this, it. I think too it's too a months Really months it. big gamble. Yeah, I, I mean, I actually think it's it's a worthwhile gamble for Villa because it's only a loan. Yeah, there's an is there an option to buy? It's, it's an option at thirty-three million. Yeah, which again, it's if not it works, it, it works. It's not, it's not a ridiculous fee either, to be honest, for what he is. So, I don't think that's, that, I do think that's too bad an, um, well, a deal for Villa. It this work, is the five,
1: five yeah, this is the five thirty game, and for all of the huff and puff about from Gerard and Villa, they've won two in their last six in the league, mm. and you know, yeah, they're playing well, but I thought that he they're not playing. I they thought he'd been he
2: fuming. They should have Some got. A, they should have got at least a point against Chelsea, and they should have beaten United at Old Trafford. Yeah, but and you think with Watkins and Ings, you should be. Yeah, the chance they're missing. I don't think, think you should be well.
1: I don't think you can play the two. Possibly not. You know, I think Possibly. it's one or one or t'other.
2: And then Man United in that FA Cup game. You saw the best and worst of Man United, which is yeah. Look, going forward, United will always be a threat. They've got goals in them. They've got you know players who can threaten. They've got pace. You know. But defensively, they're absolutely shambolic.
0: Yeah, you know, well,
2: m- that Fred and McTominy don't really protect back four because they're too wide open. Uh, Tellez isn't good enough compared to Luke Shaw. Uh, and then the two centre-backs that were played, Lindelof and Varane, uh, you may have said that they're, like, number two centre-backs, the best with yeah. a dominant person next to them. Well, Maguire the- is
1: fit and available, so...
2: So like I said, they need a dominant centre back next to him. <laughs> uh I still think when he's fit, their best defender's is uh, Eric Bailly. But again, he has the Joel Matips about him, which is yeah. he's never fit. But he's it. a very good, but he's a very, very good centre back. Uh and look, De Gea, to be fair to him, De gea has been probably their best player this year.
1: Yes. You know. And that's not uncommon when he's had a really good season. They've tended to qualify for the Champions League and have a decent yeah, yeah. season. On the back of him being exceptionally good,
2: yeah,
1: I don't think he's at the level he was
2: three or four years ago, where he just he was like superhuman. I mean, the level he was at was just outrageous. He was up in the top two or
1: three in the world, yeah, uh, but he's still
2: he's still like you know top tier keeper. You know, it it still takes a lot to beat it. You know, so Mm. for the United, thank God they have him
1: because otherwise they'd be in real trouble. Yeah, the guys in the chat say United are a mess and United look shambolic and this and that. Four wins, one draw, one loss in the league in the last six. They are, but again, this uh, is, the it, city runs. It's perception, it's the, isn't it?
2: It's perception, but also it's. Um, they sacked Solskjaer at the perfect time. They yeah. got Chelsea wow. and, and City out of the way, and they give them a run of games. We're going, there's confidence, you Pat the likes of playing your yeah. palaces and that, you know, the size they should be in, which yeah. gives you confidence, allows you to get away with kinks in your system. Um, so.
1: I think Villa's going to be more of a test for them. Uh, and then I've the got Villa to down me. to win three one. I've got seeing all Villa. of that and about all the form and everything like that I think Villa would have <coughs> learned awful lot from that game at Old Trafford. They were by far the better side. I'll,
2: I'm not saying he's clock, but we saw when clock put a new system to Liverpool. It took months to get it right. Yeah, and when to press, when not to press, when to push up, when not to push up, and we're seeing that this season is we are trying to evolve a little bit how we play. We are trying to play more of a a two and a bit more of an attacking third. Now, personnel is partly causing the problem, but that is then leaving us too much open for the switch. Yeah. But
1: this is evolving as a a formation. As time goes on. And 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 the thing is that... When it works, it looks really well. Yeah, that system is great when the right personnel are available. But when it's not, it's it's square pegs and round holes for us. Which is where
2: you and me both agree that's where the frustration is with perhaps some of the transfer dealings is we've got very good players, I think. I think we've got very good midfield players, we haven't got reliable attendance records, and I think that that's always yeah. been a bit of an issue, and that's probably what we need to look for, and So that's why people want Basuma, partly because yeah. he's an excellent player, he is an excellent player, but he doesn't miss many games
1: Exactly, you
2: yeah, know? It that, that, that's it I That's it. The, the Tielemans link's been quite good, because he doesn't miss as many games The only thing with Tielemans I worry about is he's played a lot, he's 25, but he's played a lot of football at his age
1: yeah yeah and
2: sometimes cool. you wonder if that there's too many miles on the clock long term, especially the way clock wants you to play, which is why I'd be a Basuma is a better option
1: maybe um I think teman is probably better in the in the attacking third mm-hmm. uh I think his passing ranges are better Basuma is just gets across the pitch man mm-hmm. he he just gets across the pitch he looks it looks effortless for him he's very canty like in that respect, very aggressive in that respect as well. I'm on fierce.
2: Um, I'm on fierce pills and Dave Lennon. And that's me drink at the moment. It, I got a beer craft thing for Christmas, so I'm starting to work my way through them. So, very nice. <laughs> some nice, uh, weird beers. It's good. Cool. I'll quickly 2-0. move
1: on to quickly move on to Sunday. Um, West Ham leeds Yeah, West Ham leeds Two clubs that I don't really like. So three-one West Ham.
0: Yeah, I just think uh,
1: Leeds got too many missing form's not great apparently Stroke and Banford should be available so and they need them but I still don't think it's enough I think West Ham no West Ham no Uh, and look they've got hopefully for them
2: they've got Banford back right this time because they brought him back last time he scores an equaliser slides to celebrate and pulls it up and his hamstring went again Yeah, which is you know so
1: that's risking his muscle and you've got to make sure they're about Spurs Arsenal,
2: if it happens.
1: If it if it happens, I think it'll be an absolute bore fest. I think I it'll th- be. A, I think it'll be a horrible game to watch. I think Spurs beat them purely on the strength of who's available. But Sp- Conte is turning Spurs into an awful watch. They are. Oh, yeah, he's already moaning. Oh, those will get Spurs out. Isn't he already moaning now
2: about lack of transfer business?
1: Yeah, I mean, did you not read the memo when you were signing for Daniel Levy? You know, it's it's like Daniel Levy will tell you everything you want to hear until you sign on the dotted line, and then when you sign on the dotted line, it's yeah about that. Yeah, yeah. you still signed a contract, so be quiet.
2: Yeah, I've gone two two because I think I've read um, this is one of the most high scoring derbies. I actually enjoy watching the North London derby because it's always a mental game. It no can be. What form- yeah, that's what four bucks? Like. It's normally a ridiculous game where you got like both sides. Of, I think it, it feels like a game where the managers don't have much influence because they other yeah. they all go, "Fuck it, we're going for it," and we're just going go to go toe to toe. To- which it's actually makes it a good, get- it makes it a really good watch for a neutral. If you're if you're an Arsenal fan or a Spurs side, I mean, Arsenal the Wenger, it wasn't nice, but modern now, it's probably horrible to watch because it's such a ding dong. You know, it's like a basketball. Yeah,
1: game A few stories coming out of Spurs as well apparently, and Don bele has been told to train on his own. Um, Doesn't surprise because, um, but I don't think say, it's a train on your own that you're being punished. It's a train on your own because you're not flaming fit. Mm, which and at this stage of the fit, season, that, that's shocking. That's you know? the two
2: managed said that. I mean, John when Mourinho broke um COVID protocol to take M Donnelly to the park to help him with yeah. his fitness?
1: I mean, what the hell is going on with that guy? Sixty odd million quid they paid. They paid yeah. For. yeah, yeah. So is that all the talent Eric, in the world, man. All the yeah. talent
2: in the world. Eric Dyer. He's um. He's out with COVID, I believe.
1: Crikey!
2: So, I mean,
0: Owen Burke's The other, of,
1: the other one as well. Apparently, um, Neris Neris moved to uh, Shakhtar Donetsk from I, IX Is confirmed. It's gone through twelve million, rising to fifteen. But he that frees up the way he bri- for. He was brilliant once before
2: that ACL. He yeah, never, he's never quite got back, back to that level that. since that ACL. Just shame because you know. He was linked to a few Premier League clubs, and you looked and thought that looks a good, you know, the next the next thing you want to get. But yeah, he's never quite got back to his level. I mean, Shakhtar actually, Shakhtar. If he's going to get back to his level, is a good option because move. it's a, a club that wins leagues. It's a regular Champions League side, so it gets you the exposure that you need. So if you if you show your form in the one season of the Champions League, that'll probably get you a move. So well, and if it doesn't, other side, it's, it's a good side. To, it's
1: a good yeah. side to play for anyway. The other side of that is. Ajax could potentially make Steven a move Burbank. for Bergwijn or possibly Donny Van der Beek. I think the Ajax will go try and bring him back with a loan uh, on loan with an option. Because mm. there was thought that Van der Beek Debe- there was thought sort
2: of Van der Beek's been offered on loan to Newcastle. That was another. Yeah, one I
1: around. yeah, I'd be surprised. I think which
0: does I make me, he laugh back it, Ajax. Which does me laugh
2: which does make me laugh because that's true. You're like well, why didn't you loan to Everton then in the beginning of the season because they blocked. They blocked his move He's to Everton
0: because
2: they don't play him. So no. uh, Owen Burke's asking about the NFL playoffs this weekend. I think you've done some research. On that. Yeah, I
1: did. I just did a quick. I'll just quickly say it now. Um, the playoffs. We were gonna. We're gonna try and get Phil Casey on. Um, yeah. Hopefully before the end of the NFL season to chat about it. But uh once two we'll get three. Gaff. We'll get Gaff four. to ask him nicely for. It. Yeah, six games coming up over between tomorrow night and Tuesday night. They're all on Sky, as far as I know. You've got the Raiders at the Bengals. You've got the Bills at the Patriots, Buccaneers at the Eagles, Cowboys at the 49ers, uh, Chiefs uh the St- Pittsburgh Steelers. You've got the LA Rams against the Arizona Cardinals. Three of those games, I think, will be really tight. The Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. I was talking to my dad. He lives in uh, Connecticut in the week. uh, And he was telling me that with the wind chill that they're expecting tomorrow in Connecticut is minus 25 degrees Celsius. Yeah. They just cancel the game in England, wouldn't they? It's um, standing air temperature is a high tomorrow of minus 2, dropping to a minus 14 Without the wind chill, I tell you, if you're a fan going to that, fair, fair play you, you. Yeah, if going you're going to, to you can catch me anywhere near Foxborough. That. I don't know where they play now. I, I think it's the same area, but it's a new stadium. It used to be called mm. Foxborough. If you're going to Foxborough to watch that, and the thing is, it's a look in America. It's as it's a local ish derby between Buffalo and New England. It's not Buffalo. Uh, sorry, it's not the Patriots against the New York side, but. Buffalo is in Upper State New York, so it's as close as you're going to get. The uh, other one, Dallas Cow- Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, two real traditional powerhouses of the NFL. Two illustrious sides, two massive, massive, massive sides. Um, that one be really close. Well, field Advantage, I think, will play a lot in these games. Uh, wouldn't like. To, I don't know how it will go, to be honest. I haven't watched enough of it this season to see how it'll go, but I think that'll be close. And then the LA Rams and Arizona Cardinals, again, as close to, oh, it's in it's in Buffalo, Laura, is it? Okay, I thought it was in uh, in Massachusetts. I must have written them, I wrote them all down the other way around then. But, um, even still, Laura, Buffalo is uh, as cold as. Serious. Um, the Rams and Cardinals, Now the Cardinals, are in Arizona. It's as it's another one. Their two sides are pretty close together. So we'll see how those ones go. I mean, the Chiefs should beat the Steelers fairly handy. And I'd imagine the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should beat the Philly Eagles. But Eagles, you never know. They get themselves. When it comes to the playoffs, they can be a different side. But those are the games. They're all live on Sky and... That'll be interesting. It's down to the business end of the season now, so I think a lot more people will start tuning in. And I mean, I know I will. I'll start watching a lot more NFL now for between now and the end of the season. It's just a re- the regular season. I can't get so much football and everything going on. Can't watch it all. You know, I'll get divorced. <laughs> I end up with a divorce, man. <laughs> Delwyn WWE. Uh, is it Royal Rumble coming up? Is it this weekend?
2: No, it's. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's, end, I think it's end of the month. I
1: think end of the month. I don't watch it anymore, though. Uh, I used to. I stopped it's, watching it's it about two years ago, and it's a great laugh. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the thing is, I've watched it for so long, you know, mm. and I've seen all the storylines. I've seen all the heel turns. I've seen. I've seen. Yeah,
2: it's hard to see. After a while, there's only you can tell the same story so many times. So it's hard to do something yeah. sometimes. So, but we'll see. I mean, hopefully, we're gonna have, try and have Callum on next week, aren't we? To talk. Yeah, UFC, well, there's but... big
0: UFC
1: coming up. Callum is into uh, pretty much anything combat sport related. So, we'll and get... I'm sure we'll we'll probably talk about it. Amir Khan and Kell Brook as well. Oh God. Uh, is that, is yeah, that, I know. Th- but is that a, th-
2: th- is that a th- thing again? Oh
1: God. I think it's, well. It's, the fight is signed for February, as far as I know. It might okay. be. Yeah, I think it is February, but. It's one of those things that wish it happened five years ago. A lot of fights like that in boxing. Yeah. Um, that's I do it frustrates me with boxing, man. I will be paying for it. I've got to find a way of watching no. without paying for yeah, it. I like, think I'll be watching the boat. I'll but... be in the same boat. <laughs> uh, what,
0: that... Barry
1: was asking about the the, the GA, the GA, when, when we start covering again. Um, I mean there are yeah, all that's going on about in the minute in the GA is you've got things it's almost like a pre the pre season Cups before the National League starts, and the National League would be your build up stuff to um, the Championship. Um, the, but all you've got at the minute is things like the McGrath Cup. and um, I mean, I think this weekend, I think Cork are playing against UCC, the University of Cork. Uh, you've got, I mean, last weekend, I'm pretty sure I saw it that um, Kerry beat Tipperary in hurling. Now, Kerry would be a powerhouse, traditional powerhouse in football. They've seen a picture of a hurley once about five years ago. They didn't like the look of it. So they, they they left it alone kind of thing. But apparently Kerry beat Tipperary, which are a traditional power big four hurling county. And they're playing Limerick, I think, coming up very soon. So But that's all this is all pre it's almost like the pre season stuff before before you get into the National League, and then it starts to get a bit spicy from there. So when, it's, when it gets into the National League, I think we'll start looking at it a bit more. The thing is, we also what we really need it is when it starts to come on Sky, come on UK TV. So the people mm-hmm. who are in the chat who aren't from Ireland, if they're in the UK, we can hopefully encourage them to watch games that are coming up on Sky. And they're usually on at a good time on a Saturday evening if there's no live football on you know, during the summer, it's a great way to get into the sport and it's uh it it's mental. But I can't, I'm looking forward to I love this I love it when it starts. But we're a good way away from that. The the other things that's going on the Australian Open is starting on Monday. Odds are by the looks of it now it'll be minus Novak Djokovic. Uh it started off at the beginning of the week where he had, he won his court case and it looked like everything was gonna be okay. But from listening to Australians on phone and shows who are living out there, they ain't happy. And the immigration minister has a discretion as discretionary power about who he you know, if he can and he can flex it and use it whenever he wants. And today he decided to use that discretionary power to revoke his visa. There's going to be a court case over the weekend in whether it's a, an immigration court or a Supreme Court or something in Melbourne and ultimately be decided. But I think once the minister decides to use a discretionary power, which is at his part, in his discretion, that's pretty much it. It's done and dusted. And apparently, Novak Djokovic is being investigated by the Spanish government for potentially entering the country on if- iffy paperwork in december. So it's not really not looking, not looking good. It's not really looking there's there's look, there's a lot more at play here than what's going on in the tennis tournament. And it's not this has gone way beyond Novak Djokovic. Now now you've you're in a position where you've got a government in Australia basically ignoring their own rules And their own courts because it's what Djokovic has won is a really, really, really unpopular decision, very unpopular with the public. And they're going to do it on a public health grounds. Look, it's up to them, it's their rules, it's their country. I'm not going to tell them, you know, if if they're right or wrong or indifferent, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to be, I don't watch the Australian Open as a rule anyway. So, The other thing that's going on down there at the minute is the last test match. Woohoo!
2: Oh, it started so well. Yes, this is
1: almost over. It never did. It never started well. What are you talking about? No, the test today. The first test today did, yeah. 12 for three. It's 12 for three, 84 for
2: four. You thought, fucking hell, did I actually do? Yeah. Two two, 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 to 36 for six. Two lads got hundred
1: left like, Two, uh,
2: 241 for six yeah it's just England, um, all, o- England all over that at the moment yeah I mean to be fair to the bowlers even get Australia 241 for six it's not actually a bad first day you just know that batting out so fragile that
0: yeah uh,
1: and I don't know what the pitch is like I know what where they're playing this match was due to be played in Perth which would have been mm. a fast bouncy I, one, the fastest which, pitch in the world which wouldn't have suited England at all no but it would have suited... Actually, do you know what? It would have suited Broad because of his height. I meant the it batsman. would have suited Mark Wood. I meant the, the batsman. batsman. Yeah, the it batsman. 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 It, 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 it was just...
2: Really um, yeah, so... The problem with England is um, they're, they're in a, a state of flux because they've just had all their great players retire. And they're now... They're only, they've now got a, a couple of very good... essentially world-class players in Root and Stokes... And then the rest just aren't quite as well. You know, Bearstone Bear and um uh we'll keep? what's his name? Josh Butler. On, you know, have the ability and can be very well. But Josh Butler's form for eighteen months and test cricket's been poor. And the, I see, look I just don't
0: think like he's a
1: test player. Yeah. I think he plays cricket because he he has to almost play. I, th-
2: I I think if we had I think he even had a better top three, I think it would work for Butler then because he's he's coming in then at number Six or because, seven, yeah. and he's literally there to destroy. You know, he's not Gilchrist, but that's what Gilchrist was there for, which is, yeah. you know, open the battle for one-day sides, but for test sides, he just came at number seven and basically his job was get a fifty or get a sixty quick yeah. to give us a, to give us the lead. You know, that's what uh, Matt Pryor was fabulous at. That's what he yeah, was yeah, there yeah. for. Uh, the problem which I spot, is a is woefully out of form, and to me, should have been dropped a year ago because some some players it'll do them good just missing out for a couple of weeks, you know, because remember, cricketers, they probably get like a month off a year, if that, you know, or, or traveling. There is a mental tiredness and I think actually would have done him some good.
1: Yeah. It can be easy for them because they're living in a bubble. Yeah. It's not like your traditional tour that's going to Australia where you can enjoy the life of Australia while you're there. You're there for three months. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're but, there in November, December, January. It's but, a but long you, tour. But also, if, if two months, it's only in the COVID thing because uh,
2: you speak to the the lads, even though they won it in 2010-2011, they said, like, it's not nice be- It's not nice being in Australia as an England cricket, they said, because they all hate you. Yeah. they all tell you to your face that they
1: hate you. But so at least not, you like- can get out and you can do stuff, you know. Yeah, so... These look, these guys are literally tied to a hotel.
2: Yeah, the thing with England... England have never quite got the balance right, where, like, 2010-2011, fabulous test side, number one in the test world, one-day cricket wasn't great. Yeah.
0: They've
2: not actually got very good at one-day cricket, though, they've won... The World Cup, they won the T12 World Cup a few years back. So they look like a very scary one-day side. People don't want to face one-day cricket. But then it's cost a test team because the test team yeah. not quite... They never quite get the
1: balance right where
2: they can get both forms. Um, and maybe it's going to be a
0: wider
1: discussion that we're definitely going to have when this... Because the, the next tour that they go on, they go straight from here. What's happening, I think, next week, the under-19... ICC World Cup starts in the West Indies. Mm-hmm. The women's starts in Australia soon as well. Yeah, the women's test series starts in Australia. Apparently, that could be in doubt because of COVID issues. Don't know what's going on there. But then England goes straight on to the West Indies to mm. play a tour there. And by the time they finish up, I think it's towards April time, by the time they return to England, uh, just in time for the county season to start.
2: You yeah, what I mean. What England have got to do, they've got to try and find themselves a top three that they can work with and settle on. They haven't settled on a top three because I think Zach Crawley is the only one who's really shown he could do so. Burns, occasionally, uh, the young lad, uh, Hamid, I mean, he's very young, hasn't really worked for him. And there was another lad there at the top of the order. He just looked very awkward and it didn't work for him. So they've got to decide on the top three. Uh, they can't keep them Joe Root in when they're like three down for 40 because yeah. it's not helping uh, they've got to manage Ben Stokes because he, he's just getting injuries now. You've got to manage him a little bit. They need to find a spinner. It's an indictment on England that Joe Root's your spinner. There's nothing. No, no yeah. there's wrong. Joe Root's a decent spinner, but he, he he shouldn't be your opening spinner. He sh- you know, no. and it's. And I feel sorry for. Uh, we did have a leg spinner. He, he did well. In, he did all right. in your like oh, best, Breast. Done best, 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 best. Yeah, he's okay. He's not fab. He's not. You know, it's probably no, but, more he's probably close to an Giles than he is to a, a Graham Swan in
1: terms of polarizing. He doesn't turn his feet, he turns yeah. it enough. Yeah. Look, so I think look, I would I'll just say this. Um I watched the when the, the night that England lost the ashes and they did a thing I beat before. Did with and Cook and I think one other. In the studio, and they literally just said it as it was you know, what's wrong with county cricket? And the problem Maybe. is, you're not, ha- you haven't got a county system that's producing test match level players. No, you haven't, you've got 18 counties playing in probably 25 grounds across the country in oddball weather to say the least. You don't have good enough pitches, and you don't have a good enough quality of bowler to produce the type of batsmen that are needed to play away in test c- series in India Pakistan in Australia New Zealand because yeah
0: needed you, you're them. not
1: in if you're playing the volume of county cricket t20 one day cricket hundreds whatever other formats they've got going on you're not going to develop 90 mile an hour bowlers. Uh, are, and when you I do, fast, you look in the in the comments, there, bonkers. Joffre Archer is what you get. Joffre Archer is a fantastic talent who's been ruined by volume of cricket.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Ollie Robertson's the same. Um, it's, a fit, it's been fitness things with him. Mark Wood, you know, yeah, they have to manage. They have to manage his fitness. England are generally quite good at finding fast bowlers. They know have. It, sorry, they know have seven because have to manage their injuries but you know you're still relying on james anderson and Stuart broad because yeah. Yeah. they're both world-class bowlers oh, but i know, remember when jimmy not... anderson
1: came into came into test cricket right with, it, with his red streak in his head yeah but he was he was bowling at 93 94 mile an hour yeah, yeah swinging and swinging it now even in when he's at his absolute best he was 82 83 mile an hour but pinpoint accurate you know, That's what so does he, it. he figured out his craft, but he got slower doing it. You know, yeah. England haven't had a proper, proper fast bowler since Simon Jones, Steve Harmison. uh Mark Wood, yeah, but not not
2: enough. You can't, you can't do it because it's yeah. But the, when they won it in 2010-2011, they got horses for courses bowlers, didn't they? They had Steve Finn, yeah. who's, who was six was eight, fast but expensive. Yeah. Top wicket top wicket taker in the in the test series and they dropped him. And they brought in uh Tim Bresnan. Wasn't as quick but had a bit more craft about him. And oh who's the other tall lad they brought in? Because Broad did his ha- did his uh side and he missed most of the tour. uh Tremlett, they brought Tremlett in. Chris Tremlett, who... yeah. Now Chris Tremlett was not seen as England he standard. Wasn't quick. He, he wasn't quick, he, he didn't quite work, but what he could do in Australia was he get the height and he can basically yeah. make batsman panic. And English don't have enough yeah. people, are going to scare yeah. you. That's the problem. You know,
1: the tour in the West Indies for a lot of these players make a break, especially for the coach. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see. I mean, F1 is coming soon, another month sports. or so, and oh. testing starts for the new car. Can't wait, but we'll oh, leave that I've, alone for now. I'll get me, I'll uh, get me, a, I'll get me a pillow when you start. Talking about, <laughs> can't <mate>. wait, it. <laughs> Um But yeah, look. I mean, there is bucket loads of sport going on this weekend. I mm-hmm. mean, quickly go back to the Premier League a sec because
2: good games. choose The good games on Tuesday, Wednesday, isn't there?
1: That's it. Yeah, it's like where did I put them?
0: Wow. Uh,
2: Burnley, Watford, another six points. I mean, Watford potentially.
1: Well, yeah, you got
2: the next two games could see Watford safe. They could Not do, safe, but you could, know, g- give them a cushion.
1: They could really be in trouble. Um yeah, you've Burnley Watford, you've Brighton Chelsea. I don't know which of these games are televised. By the way, I assume it's yeah. one at least. Yeah, yeah.
2: Red F One I mean, is testing Chris already more than you will know, Steve. More he, than you will he, ever know. Oh.
1: Leicester yeah, Spurs is a big one.
2: I think Brighton Chelsea was probably the televised game. Well, actually, I think it'll we'll be a good game. I fancy Chelsea one 0 because Watford, uh, sorry, Brighton just don't score enough. But, What's Brighton
1: tonight, man? Did any of you guys in the chat watch Brighton game tonight? I, didn't see uh, I, was, it. I saw
2: the score. I saw the penalty save. It was a great game. I must admit. It was a great game. That's when you know you look at it and you keep saves the penalty and can see it straight from the corner.
1: You're like, oh. I, do you know what? Jack Butland played really, really well. He, he the has penalty. the ability
2: to be a good keeper. He doesn't, he, he has these, He has too many big lapses in concentration which what always cost him. So cost him at Stoke which is why they went down which is probably he, not many Premier League clubs have touched him. Ability-wise, he has it. It's the concentration is a big factor with keepers. So yeah, there was two major VAR, VAR decisions
1: but... as well. I just want to ask in the chat: Do you think they got it right? Do you think they got the decision the VAR because Chris didn't watch it? Um, do you guys think they got the VAR decisions right? Because there was one for a penalty where I would like seeing them given. You know the one where it was a corner. And the defender was all over the, the the attacking player and he pulled him down. It was almost like a headlock. And he went over and checked it and gave it, gave the pen. The other one was a shot. Oh, sorry. Yeah, a shot in the, in, on the keeper. The keeper got two hands on the ball. But as he was completing his dive, or as he literally within a fraction of a second, the Brighton striker came in with his foot not high. He put his foot out of the way and cut his thigh on the ball, and the ball went in. But because he had two hands on the ball, they disallowed the goal. Hmm. I think he yeah. got two hands. They class that as control, don't they?
2: Yeah. Well, the as we well, saw the as we saw the Schmeichel one uh, against Villa, he got yeah. one hand on the ball. Now it's controlled.
1: I, see, Which I, I think they were. Both, I think they were both right. i I think it was VAR working. How VAR? So the ref went over and checked it. They were both right, but I want to see consistency with that one—the first one, the penalty, where you've got defenders. They're not defending; they're literally just mauling the attacking players and rugby tackling them and pulling them around all over the place. I want to see. I want to see consistency on that. I want to see penalties given for that. And if if we suffer for it, then so be it. It just means you're not defending properly you know but i want to see more goals in football and more goals from set pieces and a lot of the reason why we're not getting it is defenders are just mauling attacking players or blocking them off or whatever way you want to put it and we saw it in the in the world cup in russia when they put a clamp down on grabbing and holding it stopped by about the second or third game it stopped and you saw a lot more goals from set pieces because if you win a corner, it's supposed to be to your advantage. Now, with us, especially, it feels like you win a corner, it's like, for fuck's sake, that's what we'll we never can't. score from this.
2: That's because you've in the first man. Um, but the other thing is, and they'll never admit this, it's how it's in the media as well. If that's given, they always go, Oh, come on, you give that, you're gonna give 15 of them every game,
0: it, you know, yeah.
2: even though it's the rule of the game, they get lambasted for it. Or if a player is headlocked and goes down, oh, he's gone down too easy. Just got to be stronger there.
1: Yeah. Barry's right, by the way. Skirtle would have given away a pen every game. He would have, Barry, but I tell you what, he'd have been sold a lot quicker. Because he couldn't defend set pieces for Toffee. But he'd also
2: stop it a lot quicker. Because if you're giving a a set piece away, if you're giving a pencil away every time, they soon stop it. David Lenz asking, question for me, what sport do you prefer, F1 or golf? F1. Just see... Golf see, doesn't do it for me. See. That, that shows how low I see it. That's how low I find it. So.
1: <laughs> Have you been uh, watching much of the AFCON, mate?
2: Uh, I've been watching bits of the highlights because uh, when the games are on, I'm in work. Um, the thing that annoys me with it is the highlights are three-minute highlight packages on Sky Sports, on uh, Sky Sports' YouTube channel. I was expecting... it. it this is not... A, you know, it's a big tournament, this. You know, when we had the Copper America, there was a highlights package. You Know if it's the Euro, it's like a half hour highlight show which just shows you key incidents and you know, as a bit of a chat about it. you t- you're telling me with all the rights they've got to the BBC and Sky, they can't do a half hour package, which is because people are a lot of people are going to miss the games because they're during the people are working day, yeah. So having a highlights package, say at nine, eleven o'clock, well, even 11 o'clock at night, you'll watch it. I mean, there's not too, a few say, there's not too many goals, so you probably can show it all through. You probably can, but <laughs> you can still talk about the players, you know, you can talk about. Yeah. Who's the ones to look out for? Who's disappointed? I mean, apart from Cameroon, I think is the only side to score more than two in a game. Yeah.
1: Abubakar is top scorer so far with four. And yeah. At the start of the tournament, he was 11-2 to two to be top scorer for the tournament. I must have been, though. Not, apart from Cameroon, who obviously won two from two, is anyone really st- Senegal or look? I mean, they, str- they, they
2: struggle uh, tonight. So they've got they're they're second in their group now in goal difference, aren't they? Yeah. Egypt were Egypt were disappointing against Nigeria. Nigeria played well, but Egypt. I thought Nigeria were a better side. I, thought, I fancy paper, Nigeria to
1: beat them anyway. I think on paper you'd expect Egypt to win, but on the day, the, Nigeria was no, the better I, side. I think you. T- I think Egypt are a pure one man side. Salah is far and away heads head and shoulders above everything else they got. When you've got the likes, there's there's a centre-back to place for him, and he's our main centre-back. He was at West Brom. Is it Ghazi? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ghazi but I can't remember his name now, but he's a, he's playing now in the Saudi League. Mm-hmm. and They're bog centre. Keith's shout at the start of the tournament is looking good, you know. Morocco. Oh, Keith. Yeah, Keith. Yeah. Keith went for Morocco because they're very, very... Defensively sound, and
2: I was born. I, 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 I went for Senegal.
1: I, I, I fancied Senegal, but you know what? It, well, I've watched them, they ain't great.
2: No, they haven't been, no. you know. So, but but, but in fact, throughout
1: to, the tournament, there's no one is setting the world alight there, you know.
2: I always think of these tournaments, though, uh, any sort of international tournament, the knockouts is when the fun happens. Uh, but I mean, I think Egypt obviously have lost their first game. I think people get excited, at all we might see. Some of the lads come home early. They won't be because as long as they finish third, they're in the knockout. Well and Egypt, Guinea and um none of them are finishing fourth in their groups. So No. You're uh, not seeing that you're not seeing the lads still be in the Feb. which you know, that's it. They might I be back for cards.
1: Yeah, I think even by the time they come back, look, I don't expect them to come back and start straight away. I think I expect them to be fed back in.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think uh, so.
1: Um, I, I, no matter I mean, what situation that we're in, these they're playing a lot of games, yeah, uh, a lot of high pressure games. But nice so. way.
2: I mean, look, Cardiff have a good away record uh, in, the, in the championship. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They're shocking at home, but they're good away. Uh, but I would still expect a even without Salah, Mane, and Kater. Liverpool should be able to put side-out that. Should be beating Cardiff, and if yeah. you're not, that's that's and a question. To, of the, yeah. That's a question of managers. Question of the players' attitudes. Big time, yeah. Uh, you, you don't need to talk about transfers and all that. They are physically better, they are better. It's all about mindset. I met Hogazi,
1: yeah. that, that's, that's who he is.
2: Yeah, if your mindset's right, you should be beating yeah. Cardiff. I'm not it's saying not in
1: all terms. three that go through in the groups, by the way. It's the, um, is it the best third place, is it, or something like it's that? It's the two best third place oh, sides, and the rest of the groups is the top two. Yeah, I mean,
2: one of the best parts has been the ref blown up five minutes early. I mean, that was just... Have you ever seen anything
1: like it? Yeah. I think even in schools football, I think you'd struggle to see anything like that because it wasn't just that one. It wasn't the one where he blew it up the first time. It was the fact that he sent someone off. So I had a VAR check in that time, sent someone off, and they blew it up a second time before 90 minutes and then one of the teams came back out and the other team went oh we're not going back out this is nonsense we'll just
2: yeah they were you've in got- the ice baths or yeah, something yeah you've just... got the win yeah uh, Stu Mac saying that I hear the Arsenal fans
1: are call- trying to call the North London we did we covered that yeah we, 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 we talked about, about that on yeah. um, I don't know if anything has happened since we've been on air um,
2: I'm not saying anything No someone's tweeted or remarked on it, apparently
1: so- Naby played well today uh, did, Yeah, look Naby's a good player yeah, it's it's just he's not he's not consistent enough, that's the problem. He's getting him on the pitch, and it's just, it's the one thing this season, I suppose, that can't be leveled at him. He more often than not, he has been available, he's just not been picked.
0: Yeah. Same I mean, with
1: Ox. Ox has been available pretty much all season. He just he hasn't missed, been picked. He missed one game for the kick kicking the floor yeah. and
2: then he he's picked up a couple of hands again. But again, this goes back to the manager chat then. Is yeah, he's got these lads, but he doesn't play them. So, does he not trust them? And if he doesn't trust them, then why are they there? Why are they there? You know, um, look, I'm not getting into owners and all that, but this is where you've got to label questions at Klopp and Edwards going, you've got the lads, you're not using them. If you're not using them, sell them, move them on. Why are you keeping yeah. them? You know, that is where I see some people have, have the loyalty argument with Klopp. And you're going, maybe there is a loyalty argument, but I mean, Sean, he pointed out at two o'clock. Well, if if he's loyal to them, play them. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's had opportunities to play them, and he hasn't. Now, look, there have been chances where he started Chamberlain, you know, in the league of his knowledge, he stuck the gaff out in a bad game. Back in, I love Stuback's comment, that, that's the problem. Now, Stuback's comment
1: is the best comment. Let's put it up. Go on, you read it out I, I had under two and a half goals for the Mali Tunisia games, a red card, two subs, a VAR check, and blows it up 10 seconds before full time. Legend in my eyes. <laughs> Yeah. Absolute quality.
2: Oh, see, John's asking who we're buying for two million. But to be honest, it's half past eleven. So,
1: well, let's just do it quickly. We'll just do it quickly, right? So, we get to the summer. We don't do anything now in this window, okay? We get to the summer. We know James Milner <laughs> is going. <laughs> who knew? I know. We 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 know James Milner is going in the summer. We know Nico Williams is going in the summer because he's, Adri- he's gone. noises. Adrian is going. All right. No, and, and Phillips will be gone. Phillips well, will probably he? be gone as well. But I don't think any of those four are four players that you look at and think, okay, I don't need superstars to replace these players. You yeah. know? So the only, the only thing I would say is
2: to, uh, Nico and Phillips are two-year homegrown quota. So you've yeah. got to replace them for the homegrown so I'm Mil And Milner. Now, Curtis yeah. is classed as homegrown this year because he, he's of an age now yeah. where he's, he's not classed as 23. So that's one, but you've still got two to replace in Milner and, say, Phillips. Now, I mean, to let this is how much prep me and Kev did. Kev does loads, I don't do very much. So I sent Kev a bit of stuff. And I basically sent to him, I I, I picked a random keeper. And I I, I think I picked McCarthy from Samantha because he's on a free. I went, he'll do for third choice because they never play. Or the other option is Sam Johnston from West Brom, who you can make second choice and give a alone, but you don't lose the homegrown quota. I think I basically then said to you, any bum you want for right back and I said and if you want to replace Phillips that Scottish lad that we've been linked with because basically my answer was I don't say, I, they're all boring I didn't, I didn't want yeah. to talk about the exciting positions <laughs> which I think is actually what Klopp and Edwards do I think just look and go oh, I'm not asked about them
0: yeah let's go to 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 that <laughs> uh, he'll do he'll
2: do that's fine let's just oh, get on too. who cares about centre backs you know all fun to where we can't it um, yeah. so go on who do, you, who do you because you obviously did a lot more research for those positions well, than I, did, I, I
1: didn't I didn't I mean I was looking back and I was thinking, what do we want them to do? All right, now if you want, to, if Klopp is going to evolve this four-three-three, all right, and yeah, Laura's asking about Pataluga's third choice. I think, I think what we were well, trying well. to do was sneak in a a homegrown quota player
2: because, like last uh, summer, I'd have, last summer I'd have got Ben Foster on the cheap. Yeah.
1: Just I because would have he's as well, I would this, this. Is why
2: this is why City by um, I've, I've had Scott Carson for five years, yeah, because he never plays, and that's why um, oh, Green went to Chelsea, never gonna play, but that's your home, it's just a homegrown quota person that's just yeah, boxed, and you go, yes.
1: yeah, they're in my, my squad.
2: never gonna use them, leave them there,
1: write that off. Now, you're going into the midfield, okay, if you want to evolve the midfield, and you're saying, okay, I want Henderson to become. The squad option, so I want an upgrade on that side. Yeah, I don't think he will Maybe. be
2: next year. I think he, I think he will become that.
1: Yeah, but I, I think, think you've got be Harvey best Elias best. there to come back into the side, so we'll see how he finishes the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. He could take off in the second half of the season, and we're having a different conversation. Be like a new sound a few Kevin. around a few around a few, <laughs> around a few players. <laughs> Fabinho's going nowhere. I don't think the spine of the side changes much. I, I wouldn't think- be selling anyone in midfield. I wouldn't be selling. Ox, I, or wouldn't I, be selling I it? think
2: one of Ox or Cater no, might they go. They might Just to, to fresh nil. It if it's me, I think they might sell Cater. Two reasons: one, there's more value in him to sell it. I think you still get buyers for him. And the big thing, with Ox, is it's the homegrown, it's the homegrown quota because we've got ourselves in a bit of a pickle at the moment. Yeah. Uh, the frustration is in probably two three years ta- in probably two years' time, with the likes of Cade Gordon, Elliot coming through, and Tyler Morton still being around. Your hunger, of course, is going to be sorted then. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. We just, you We're can't just all, get all clubs go for this flux a little bit where they have it, it's tight for a couple of years and it goes back to normal. Yeah. You know, so
1: we'll see. But what I, we I would look at, I like, Basuma, look, I, I'm the same as everyone. I like Basuma a lot. I like Basuma. As, assuming that his off field issues are tucked away and sorted and yeah. never to be seen again. I would say I would if you're going to be gonna... all over him for 50 million. No problem. Yeah,
2: if you're going to buy two, say we're going to buy two centre yeah, mids. I
1: would buy, I would bring in two, but I wouldn't sell any of the ones that we have, apart from Milner's going. So mm. I think that you would have... See, I think we're one midfielder short as it is, which would have been the one I would have got in to replace Shakiri I would have got a centre mid in this, this, win, lat, this last summer. So I'd be bringing in that one plus a Basuma. So I'd be bringing in two centre-mids in this window. And the other one, and you, you all can crucify me later, would be a Renato Sanchez type Oh, player. no. I would oh. like Renato Sanchez a lot. I would be going for him or Borella. Oh, Kev, what are you doing to me? I would be going for him or Borella. I like Barella. Because we're but just, it's a gamble taken in
2: Italian. <laughs> we've just we've just spent we've just spent an hour talking about how unreliable our I know, midfielders and fitness. And you guy who's more injured
1: nabby. I would still take him because he's got twelve months. He's worth the gamble. He's worth the pun. I'd rather go for Schumaney. Go for a youngster. I, w- I would, but that, I w- if you were going to get Schumaney in I wouldn't get Basuma.
2: Well see, the reason I say both What's is
1: both
2: of them. The reason I say both is because Schumacher for me knows he's not going to play much. He's going to be Blooded in for a couple of years, taken out for a couple of years because he's, he's basically Fab's cover for cup games. Yeah, that's what he's there for. And then in two three years' time, he the idea is he is a, the Fab Fab Two, with Fab yeah. moves on with age. Uh, whereas Basumi, we start him now, and it doesn't really matter where you're playing, you play him in the Fab Six, you could play him or in the box of boxes, I think would suit him better because he's so dynamic. I
1: think I just don't want. But I, I, I no, I don't I'm so, I don't sc- I'm so scarred
2: by Andrew Fox playing. I'm I know, so but I don't
1: think he's that type of player who is incisive with his passing. And I think Renato Sanchez <laughs> and Barella are. I think those yeah. ty- those type of players <laughs> are would be more like your attacking mid. I think Basuma mm. is your holding your defensive cover. Chumeni is the same. He's very much uh, seated. I like Zachariah. I think some of the guys are chatting about him in the in the chat. He's one I wouldn't mind seeing done now. But I don't think you do them in the summer. Yeah. You know, so I, think it, I just think that we need something different and something reliable. And it's the one thing with Borella and not so much for Santos, or grant yet. But Yeah. The other option yeah. you could look at is uh Gavi at Barcelona and
2: Yeah, Gavi it's, we we probably say, oh, they one, and only because the loop of thing and they never seem to go away is uh, Neuhaus.
1: No Yeah, he's not having the best of seasons. He's done okay. I think he's got about five, five goals this season. I think he's a, he's a glad back still. Um, Again, is,
2: is this a player whose heads turned? I don't know because you can't half- it, see It's it's very rare Liverpool if they're heavily linked on they were he- and two. few the actual local past journalists talked about. They don't tend to go away, so there, there must yeah. be he must have something that Klopp wants in him.
1: The thing so. is, he's only played. I think I think he started ten. He's played eighteen. I think he started ten. Mm. you know and yeah it's a good goal return after he's very good his, his passing range is phenomenal and his composure on the ball is very very good but I think if you you know if you wanted to look at a long term player Gabby would be very interesting but I think our name is being linked with him for him to sign a new contract Steve yeah. would love to announce Fakir Mate, but he extended his contract with Betis so sorry he extended his contract with Betis today other than now that, it would
2: have been a great idea. Here's the fun bit then. Who you who you buying up front? There's so many. I think when you and me had a lot, we'd worked out the one, two, three, four, five, six, about 10 options we went. Yeah. That ranged from a freebie to mid 30s to 60 million, depending on what you're looking at. And none of them are Mbappe or. Um,
1: I think there's so much smoke around uh, Luis Diaz. Yeah, it does feel yeah. like that feels it, like it feels like that so. one could that one could actually do you know, I think that's one I think that we could we could end up visiting for sure.
2: Yeah, which is
1: exciting, I think. Fabian idea. Ruiz is an interesting shout for midfield. Um yeah. He's a decent player, but I think he's not that type that we'd be looking at. Christopher and Cuckoo would be A very good option, a left field option. Najib is is right. He's having an absolute baller of a season for for Leipzig. Leipzig, he'd be the type of player that if you were going for him in the summer last year, he would have cost you between eighteen and twenty two million.
0: Nice. Next summer,
1: if he moves, you're talking fifty five, sixty. Yeah. No, he's having that kind of a season that um, you just can't be ignored. He's he's one of the best players in Germany. You know, he, he's an absolute top, top-tier player. But at the same time, this is really his first proper breakout season. You know, he was, he was a good player. Pardon me. He was a good player, but this season he's really elevated. He's really kicked on. He gets goals from midfield. He gets great. He gets assists. He can play in the front three. He can play in midfield. Bowen is another one I like. He would be an ideal signing, but I... See, I think I was said it and I know Keith said it as well. He can I play as to number Tom eight. Would, I think Tom mm. would turn him into an eight. I could definitely see him evolving as the career as his career goes on, I think he drops further back into mm. that eight role. And uh, he would be a serious attacking threat. Okay. So who are you getting with Luis Diaz, though? Um if you're losing D Origi, I would be looking for a target man, or not a target man, but a, a physical presence of a number nine. So Vlahovic. I want I want to be in the conversation for him. Me too. Me too. You know, I don't think we can do all of this business, don't get me wrong. No,
0: no, no. This, we can this,
2: do everything. We're talking fantasy football, we've got 200 million yeah. for a laugh, let's just, who would you go for? Because <laughs> the Haaland and Mbappe stuff, they're done, they're, they're going around Madrid. Um, yeah. People get annoyed saying... Why are we not in the conversation? We don't know if we were. If we weren't. I think a lot of these clubs will be in the conversation for all, for all of them. There's, there's too much smoke around them going to Real Madrid that it it, it feels like they're done deals. Uh, and the reason Madrid can afford them is they haven't spent a lot in the last few years and they're losing massive earners this summer. You have your bails of the world and all that. You know, 800 grand a week going out the door for, for bail. So yeah. that frees a lot of money up to... Give a nice signing on fee to a Haaland and uh, an Mbappe and pay them decent wages still, yeah, and does and balances your books fairly well. So yeah. that's that's why I don't think they're going. Whereas Vladivich, to me, he's not Harlem, but he feels like a Haaland Mark Two in that sort of ilk of it. just a, a goal scorer.
1: You know, he's got a lot about him. You know, I think it, technically he's a very good player. Owen oh, Burt mentions uh, Frankie De Jong at Barcelona. Apparently, there's a there is a, a bit of a link tonight, but it's not to us. It's a link with. Um, I think it's Hold Juventus, uh, Memphis Depay apparently, Barcelona are making available that he can, he can leave. It's got funny wages. Yeah, I don't know. I think Barcelona are trying to rejig a lot of stuff. Frankie de Jong is on €463,000 a week. As good a player as I think Frankie de Jong is, then there, there is just no club on this planet. Every club at the minute is absolutely terrified of... Huge wages, yeah, yeah, on a player because of what happened with Barcelona. Because you can lose the run yourself very quickly.
2: Holberg um, said it's a two hundred million coming from the sale of Salah. No, we're getting fifty-four. <laughs> no,
1: uh,
2: no, this is just an imaginary.
1: It's just a what if.
2: Yeah, FSU, just, just, FSU, just, won, if. FSU just won the lottery. This is a scratch card, yeah. and they won it. So this is what's in their scratch card fund.
1: Um, I would go for Vlahovic. You, Jovic in the chat. Um, I don't yeah, know. In, not for me. Not,
2: he lost his way at Real Madrid. Jonathan so. David
1: would be an interesting show. Jonathan David yeah. would be, for me, a very good show. Oh, another thing as well. Uh, there was news tonight from Germany about um, Bayern Munich left back. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Alfonso Davis. Alfonso Davis, yeah. He's um, have, having to sit out a bit of football at the minute because of a suspected uh, heart issue. Heart issue, yeah. Yeah, is, uh, and also in the... Yeah, at the Afcon, Abaymang with a similar thing. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, not,
2: it's becoming more of a thing now, isn't it? We we are, yeah,
1: here. I'm not going to go. Into, I wouldn't go into the speculations and what is. There's no point. No, no, no. The, not that. It's just, um,
2: yeah, but that is just. but it's also a rabbit hole. Te, te, testing and medicine gets better. Ever, so
1: I think these things ever get spotted since, sooner. Yeah, I think ever since the um, thing at the, the Euros with Ericsson, clubs uh, are uh, a lot more alive to it now and yeah. they're 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 looking for for things now where they may not have been looking for things before, and I think you know we'll wait and see. I I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. Another one would be very interesting to test the water with. Right. Who's that? Uh, Serge Nabry.
0: Hmm,
1: he's only his contract's due up not this summer, next summer, isn't it? It's twenty yeah. twenty three, I think, isn't it? Uh, he'd be very interesting to um to test the waters on because they've signed Sane to big money. They've signed Kingsley Coleman up till mm. 2027, I think. They've got a, y- a couple of young players coming through. I'm pretty convinced that they're going to get Eddie Amy. Mm. So I wonder if they'd be open to offers for uh Serge Gnabry. John Tony, Tony Peel said he wasn't good enough for West, West Brom. Remember, yeah. remember, remember those yeah. days? what uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, weren't they fun? Yeah. I mean, what, they f- what would you be doing? What would you be doing in this window? I'm, I'm pretty. Look, I, I'd be amazed. I'd be, yeah, Muslera. That's him. That is- oh, I, I, I went full football manager. I like
2: took seven out, put seven in because I got bored. <laughs> I didn't go
1: full Keith,
2: but oh, I, oh, I went, full, I went full Keith because I, I had a spare half and I was bored. So, um, yeah, because I was getting like Nico <laughs> Phillips were going. I was binning Cater off. Uh, Origi and Minimini were going. Adrian was going. I think I'd said McCarthy or Sam Johnston. I had the choice. I'd say Sam Johnston because they're both free. Yeah. The only thing with champ Sam Johnson, He's a very good coach. I don't think he'd want to come to be a number two or number three. So, um, I you... know,
1: Because I think you look at, you know, if a club like Liverpool comes for you, I honestly don't <laughs> think many players... I, th-
2: I think if you got Sam Johnson and you could then say to Callagher, you can go on loan to a decent mid mid-table Premier League side being number one for you, get that experience under your belt and yeah. then bring him back. But then we don't but then but then we don't shit the bed when Alison gets an injury, which he will because wood, but it happens. And we go, Oh, it's Sam Johnson ago. And we're going, yeah, he's decent though, isn't he? I thought he's a good at Keller, but you know, he's a yeah. decent back, he's a decent backup. So that's why I was thinking him. Plus he's English, so that yeah, helps to know the uh, the quota thing. And um, like you keep saying is Will Saha worth punts? No, I think, I think no. that ship sailed, and he and I think the he doesn't to sure. I think the no. Tottenham sending off showed why some of the bigger clubs have looked away from him. I still think he's too easy to wind up. That's I think a it, great shout, Laura, by the way. And I think it. And I think in Europe, I'd be like, do you know in Europe? I mean, look, we saw it with Atletico How they tried to wind Manny up to get him sent off and clock to take him off. You'd be doing that with Zaha too much. Uh, yeah, it's a great shout. I know Gnabry uh, contract runs at twenty twenty, and he would class as homegrown because he came through the Arsenal academy.
1: Yeah, he He spent like enough a, time in England. Yeah, like a uh, that's actually uh, a really really interesting shout. Or I had so, thought of that. So
2: play. what? So what I'm going to say is I'm going to steal Laura's answer. I'm going to say Serge Gnabry and Luis Diaz. Wouldn't has be the last. The it wouldn't be the first time, would it? Yeah, steal, you know, <laughs> steal something else is a good idea. Why not? Uh, Midfield wise, I said pursuing. I done Shemani, but. I ummed and ahmed between Schumaney and Ward Prowse. Shumaney, I thought, because it's your future plan for Fabinho, but Ward Prowse, you're replacing Milman now because he can cover lots of midfield positions. And in an emergency, he could also cover fullback, which he has done for Southampton. Yeah, And with his crossing ability and the way we play as fullback, he's basically playing right mid anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but, And again, he's quite good at set of pieces. So it gives just another option. So. And then forward-wise, I put Luis Diaz and Vlavic, but I'm now sort of thinking do you go Luis Diaz and do you go Luis Diaz and Gadabri. I mean, Gennabry's a great show. Uh, especially the homegrown quota thing. So, I, should we start... Should we get that room going on Twitter? Yeah, why or, not? Gennabry so, get, get to Liverpool, it's happening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Source is close look, to... Source are, close to Sports Unplugged. So. Yeah, it just goes to show, if you go and look at those players, right, if you go and look at those mm. players on transfer transfer market, um, you probably add... Twenty thirty percent to those values that they have on there. Yeah, they're not huge money. I mean, I don't think. I think the most expensive of those players would probably be Basuma at fifty million. uh, Vladvich, according to transfer market, is sixty three. Yeah, and the rumours is they
2: want seventy five million euros. Yeah, but that's a buyout. That's pretty ballpark, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah, I mean, but again, you look at transfer market. They're saying thirty-six million for Lewis Diaz. You're not getting it thirty-six. Million. No.
1: Well, do you know what? I don't know. I think because... you're
2: getting. I think you're getting close. To what we paid for Jota, which is yeah, it was £43. forty-three, forty-three, forty-five. I think that's more realistic. And the rumor that came out that were leaked from the press was that's the price point Liverpool see him as.
1: Yeah, and so, I think that um, that's if we're looking at players in that kind of market, right? Look, Man City's price market for an average price for a player is between thirty-five and fifty million. Okay, if we're looking at players, and we're signing—just for example—we if sign players at the thirty-five to fifty million pound range, and the scouting system that we have, trust that they're buying the right type of player. I would, c- I would trust Klopp to improve those players' value. And their abilities. Because at, if you're buying 35 to 50 million pound players, I don't think you're buying Muppets. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're, you're, you're buying good players. If we look at all the players in ball that are over 35 million plus,
2: Chamberlain and Cater are probably the disappointments,
1: you would but say. Think, but I think but, they're only disappointments because of the minutes on the pitch that they've been able to produce. Injuries, because I see... But,
2: there's them too, but then all the ones we've paid over is 35 million. Dollars. Yeah, Firmino, 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 Salah, Fabi- Mane, Jota, Firmino, Van Dijk, Allison. You know, we actually do alright with that range. The low range we're a bit hit and miss, but I think that's the risk when you go yeah. for the lower end range, uh, unless it's someone like a Tiago where you can find a contract clause. Yeah. Now, uh, so, uh, Red Steve said Gnabry is 63 million on transfer market, which is probably true. But I think months.
1: transfer market values were set at March last year, which yeah. would be. 80, 80 months on is, you a know, lot, months of yeah. contract. When players get a one year of a contract, contract, contract then. it slashes, it slashes, it slashes down. down a bit. Which is um, what about sales. Um, worried about. Porto would love Origi. <coughs> Apparently, Napoli were rumored to be alerted to Origi. And. Um, Napoli are losing Darius Mertens. And I think mm. a lot of the Italian clubs are looking at the likes of Tammy Hebron and what they're doing at, um, Roma. at Roma. But what they're looking at is, OK, look, you, were, you weren't getting games for Chelsea, but look at what you're doing in this league. And you're doing really well. So they they might look at a Divock Origi and take a punt on players who are on the bench at top-end Premier League clubs, knowing that, There's every chance they can come into Serie A and light up the league. You know, so, I I mean, people might dismiss it as, you know, it's Napoli, they're a big club and that. But honestly, a lot of these squad players playing in top end Premier League clubs could really do good jobs at most of the other clubs in Europe. They really could. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if a Napoli or someone like that did, you know, did something for a Divock or, Riga or somewhere like that in the summer but it's up to the player as well I mean at the end of the day the thing from what I understand with the Divock Riga deal is it's down there has to be three way agreement between the mm-hmm. club the player and the agent as to whether he wants to commit you know extend by 12 months I just don't think he will I think he'll be allowed to leave in the summer mm-hmm. but other than that it's, we've kept these pe- lovely people long enough man There's no to nearly, like, nearly uh, two hours but yeah. we, we need to a better our time and Get yeah, the key, we gotta, get we've got to narrow this this stuff down slightly <laughs> but Look, I just want to say thanks to everyone to, who's been in the chat it's been a great discussion, we've loved your contributions. it's been absolutely fantastic if you could hit, give the, as Steve would say give the like button a tickle on your way out would be very much appreciated, it helps us out a lot and any suggestions you have throw them in the comment section below at the end of the show it would be absolutely fantastic uh, anything Chris, anything you want to add? No, no, uh, just look forward to the weekends' footy. So, um, cheers for tuning in, and we'll we'll see you all. Well, well, we'll be back on see, Sunday. You'll see, you'll see, Kev,
2: you'll see Kev every day next week because he's on the shows all the time. So.
1: <laughs> well, we'll be back on Sunday for a post-match show, with Gav, uh, it's pretty much, I think, ten minutes after kickoff, and we'll be back then for the Fatback Four on Sunday night as normal, ten o'clock. Cool. Till then, all guys. Right. See you next week. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers. Good night.